Every child of God has at least one basic dream. Something you believe God has placed in you. Something perhaps that has not yet come to pass, but which you believe will one day. Great things are born in dreams. Art, music, literature, architecture, families, a hope, a glint in the eye, a desire in the heart. To the believer whose life is in the spirit's control, the fulfillment of dreams is a profound venture and profound adventure. Some have realized the fulfillment of their dreams. The Bible is full of stories, happy stories of people, our ancestors in the faith. People who, despite hardship and suffering, found that happiness. First Samuel chapter one tells us the story of Hannah, wife of Elkanah. Hannah remained childless, while Elkanah's other wife, Panana, had numerous children. And she didn't let Hannah forget it. She mocked her, tormented her, despised her, ridiculed her. Hannah got to the point of despair and depression. Day after day, year after year, with tears of bitterness and prayer, she would go to the temple door and seek God. But God did not forget Hannah, and eventually her dream was fulfilled. Her prayer answered With the birth of Samuel. Samuel, one of the great men of the Old Testament. And five more children followed. The book of Ruth tells us the story of Ruth. Ruth married Naomi's son, Chilion. But Chilion died after ten years. She was childless and a widow. Naomi, her mother-in-law, urged her to return to her native country of Moab. But Ruth refused, dedicating herself to her mother-in-law and a life without a husband and children. Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you. Or turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. And thus may the Lord do to me. And worse. If anything but death parts you and me. And when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said no more. 
And you know the rest of the story, perhaps. God honors Ruth's self-sacrifice and commitment. Time passes. Ruth meets and marries Boaz. And out of that union came Obed, father of Jesse, father of David, ancestral father of Jesus Christ, our Lord. You might say Paul had all his dreams fulfilled. Listen to 2 Timothy 4, verse 6, 7, and 8. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. And in the future, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but to all. Who have loved his appearing. I want to be counted among those. Who love his appearing. What was good for Paul was good for me. What was Paul's dream? To do the will of the father. To accomplish. His God birthed mission. To go teach and make disciples of the Gentiles. And to leave with us this great revelation of the Father's heart we find in Paul's letters. And then there's Simeon in Luke chapter 2. No, I didn't try to tear this out of my Bible. I do like this passage. It's Two pages, four pages. Luke 2, verse 25. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the Lord, the, the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, which is circumcision. He took him into his arms, blessed God and said, now, Lord, thou dost let thy bondservant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And his father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of men in Israel and for a sign to be opposed. And a sword will pierce even your own soul to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Simeon had a dream, a dream to see the consolation of Israel, a dream to see the Lord's Christ. And every day, year after year, after year, after year, 
every day, faithfully, diligently, in the spirit, hoping, anticipating, coming to the temple, never giving up. Why? Because God had spoken to him. And he knew it. Time can make it seem like God has forgotten. Time can make it seem like all your dreams will go unfulfilled. But Simeon had something we all need. You see, the Holy Spirit was on him. And the Holy Spirit was in him. And Holy Spirit had spoken to Simeon. You will see the Christ. For these people, fulfillment came. But what about us? For many, dreams have evaporated, it seems. It's like I told someone the other day, I'm working on my second million I gave up on my first. Yes, once we had a dream. We believed it was of the Lord, but time passed. It became neglected, forgotten. Didn't seem that important anymore. But happy folks are those who know that they are at least moving towards the fulfillment of their dream. Unhappy, frustrated folk are those who feel their dreams have passed them by or seem impossible, believing life to be a cruel trick, making a mockery of the desires of the heart. Great people have dreams. Take them out of civilization and it crumbles. Moses dreamed of freedom for his people. Joshua dreamed of a nation under government. Isaiah dreamed of a suffering servant 750 years before the Messiah appeared. Paul dreamed of Troas and the gospel was taken to Europe. Peter dreamed on a housetop and the gospel was given to the Gentiles. Thomas Edison Henry Ford, Louis Pasteur, the Wright brothers, George Washington Carver, Martin Luther King, Jr., the inventor of air conditioning, the person who thought of padded chairs, the paperclip, indoor plumbing. Great things are born out of dreams. If God bursts the dream, if we, like Simeon, are full of the Spirit to walk in it, then every dream is attainable. Because God, in His time and in His way, will make it a reality. The dreams of Jesus become our dreams. John 17. Verse 20.
I do not ask in behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that thou didst send me. And the glory which thou hast given me, I have given to them. That's us. That they, we, may be one, just as we are one. I in them, thou in me, that they may be perfected in unity, that the world may know that thou didst send me and didst love me. And didst love them, even as thou didst love me. Father, I desire, I dream, that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, in order that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou didst love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known thee, Yet I have, and these have known that thou didst send me. And I have made thy name known to them, and will make it known. That the love wherewith thou didst love me may be in them, and I in them. That's the passion, the heart, the desire of the heart of Jesus. And he delighted himself in the Lord. May it be with us. <clears throat> I used to have this stupid, crazy dream of being a Major League Baseball player. But when I realized that that was not going to happen, because I was not ever going to be good enough, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which was astigmatism. You know what that is. Everybody knows what stigmatism is. It's where your eyes focus at different places. I can remember being uh, in driver's ed training at Wilk Central High School in 1968. <clears throat> and they had this contraption to judge your revision. So they took us to the gym and set us in chairs. And they had this box with two wooden cars attached to ropes. Does anybody ever remember? That was, maybe it was just a Wilkes County thing. All right. So, the box was about where uh, Denise is sitting, 40 feet away, maybe. And you had to pull the ropes to get the cars side by side. So, I'm pulling on the ropes, and I got them perfect. I mean, they were perfectly even. And Coach Branch, the driver's ed teacher, said, uh, you sure that's where you want them? I said, yes, sir. He said, come here. I walked up to the box, and they were like this. He said, have you ever had your eyes checked? I said, I guess, I don't know. He said, you ever heard of astigmatism? I didn't even know a football coach could pronounce that word. But <laughs> astigmatism, that's a long word for a football coach. I said, I don't know what that is. He says, it's where you, one eye focuses here and one eye here. And it, it looks like they're even, but you've got astigmatism probably. You might want to go have it checked. 
Well, now you know why you can't hit a ball when you're playing baseball. Because this eye is telling you the ball is here, and this eye is telling you it's here. You can't hit a curveball, much less anything else. Uh, it was a little easier to play slow-pitch softball, though. Well, I found other dreams. God gave me dreams. I could have carried that unfulfilled dream with me the rest of my life. And along with it, anger, frustration, bitterness, feeling of failure. Never quite able to see the other side of God's purpose for me. And there are many, perhaps, in the church, frustrated people blaming God for teasing them with impossible desires. But not every dream is of God. Some are self-centered and carnal. And I must allow the Holy Spirit to separate the chaff from the wheat. To separate what is God from my own superheated imagination. God replaced that dream with others. Greater. Greater. Far greater than anything I could have hoped for or anticipated. He gave me a dream for a wife. And I got abundantly blessed. As a football coach would say, I outkicked my coverage. Married above my raisin. Uh, family. Children, you could go on and on. Maybe you could too. You think about all the blessings of God that have followed you in your life. Dreams that God birthed in you when you came to know Him that you couldn't have thought about before. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. No, it's not. It is credible because I have a God who can be trusted. Who's able, capable, and doesn't play around like a puppeteer with us. He loves us. I want to share five principles regarding dreams. First, be willing to wait. Be willing to wait. God's dream in your heart will not grow up overnight. It has to to marinate, to mature. Babies take nine months to be born. And sometimes it's painful. At least that's what they tell me. I have observed it. If you have only one dream in a lifetime, then it's worth waiting a lifetime for. Simeon waited his whole life. And I'm not sure he expected to see a baby. I don't know what he was thinking when he was thinking about seeing the consolation of Israel. But when he saw the baby Jesus, he knew. Noah worked on his boat hundreds of years before the first raindrop ever fell. I wonder if he ever got tired of hammering nails. Maybe he got up every morning 
looking for the clouds. But you know, the rain wasn't going to come until what? The boat was finished. Until the boat was finished. He had to wait. Do not start in the spirit and into the flesh. Don't get impatient. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. So what? Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Secondly, be willing to be misunderstood. Some people will not share your dream. Joseph, (laughs) youngest of the sons, he had a dream. And you can say whether it was audacious or not, but he had the audacity to tell his dream to his father and his older brothers. One day you will bow down before me. Well, if I was his daddy and his brothers, I don't know if I wanted to hear that either. Pretty audacious, you little runt. Who do you think you are? Well, it bothered them so much, they didn't even say, ha ha, you're stupid. You know. How can you be so dumb? No, it bothered them so much, what'd they do? They tried to kill him. Tried to kill him. They misunderstood. Hauled him out, put him in a pit. A, hoping that he would just die. Or B, whatever. Maybe the ravaging animals would come and take him out of his misery. But you know what I know. He lived. And you know something else as well. His dream came true. The word of God came true. And when they came to bow down before him, what happened? He delivered them, saving their lives. Jesus himself often misunderstood. When he came to heal the paralytic. First of all, he says to him, what? Your sins are forgiven. That's not what the paralytic wanted to hear. He wanted to be healed. Well, he was healed, but first his sins were forgiven. What the Pharisees say, only God can forgive sins. Jesus said, yeah, that's right. You're looking at him. It's not what they wanted to hear. And the scripture says, tell us from that moment on, they plotted to kill him. Jesus was misunderstood. Third, be willing to work. Abram, his dream was birthed while he tended flocks. Moses was leading sheep and goats. Ruth was gleaning in the fields. David was tending sheep. Gideon, mentioned earlier, 
was pressing grapes. In fact, he was hiding in the wine press. Scriptures tell us. Amos was harvesting figs. Jesus was using hammer and nails in his father's carpentry shop. Be willing to work. God seldom calls us to go on a long retreat and sit under a tree or a beach umbrella. He'll let you sit there until you get very hungry. And for preservation's sake, you're forced to go work with your hands. He does not call me to idleness. Now, he may say to me, quit your job. He may say to me, you need to move somewhere. But he will not call me to idleness. Be willing to work. And while you're working, God will speak. Fourth, be willing to take a ride on the potter's wheel. Some of you remember Doug Hubb sharing this vivid image of the potter and the potter's wheel so many months ago. That lump of clay is taking a ride on the potter's wheel. Round and round and round it goes. For you see, no round dreams can be put into square containers. I must be the right shape to hold my dream. And I found that a lot of squeezing, a lot of pressure, a lot of the refiner's fire has been and still is needed in my life. Pain, humiliation. Bruising, scarring. And I can blame the devil if I want to. But if a dream is really of the Lord, then Holy Spirit is He who is taking me through this tribulation and this shaping. And He says, the Spirit says, count it all joy. All joy. You can run. You can resist like Samson, like Balaam, like Saul, like Jonah, like Elijah, and even David. But we are most miserable on the lamb. But church... Hold on. Hold on. In his time. In his time. He makes all things beautiful. In his time. Lord, please show me every day. As you're teaching me your way. That you'll do just what you say. In your time. Five, be willing to have your dream come to pass through someone else. Be willing 
to have your dream come to pass through someone else. David thought the building of the temple would come during his lifetime, but it didn't. Moses dreamed of leading Israel into the promised land. But he didn't get to go in. Paul dreamed of Spain, but ended up in a Roman prison. In 1956, Jim Elliott dreamed of evangelizing the Alca Indians in Ecuador. But within five days of landing there, he was killed, along with his four missionary brothers. But that did not stop the dream. His wife, Elizabeth, returned to the Alka Indians to confront the very ones who had killed her husband. And he, she shared the love of Jesus with them. And the Alka Indians were changed forever. His dream lived on through her. You see, dreams live beyond men and women. For dreams birthed from the heart of God are always bigger than even we can perceive. And bigger than those who try to stop them. The purpose of God on an old rugged cross, was bigger than Judas, bigger than Pilate, bigger than Roman soldiers, bigger than three nails, bigger than a crown of thorns, bigger than a stone-covered grave. None of them could stop the will of God. The purpose of God. None of them. And my God is still alive. He's still alive. What God determines and joins together, let no man put asunder. So, brothers and sisters... Join your dream to faith. An unshakable faith in Him. Who rewards those who seek Him. In Him who does not sleep. In Him who never slumbers, who never gets tired. In Him who is faithful. In Him who has proved himself o'er and o'er and o'er. In him, our coming king. What he has birthed in you will come to pass. Ephesians 5.20 Now to him, now to him, who is able, to do exceeding 
abundantly, exceeding abundantly, beyond all I ask, all I think, according to the power that works where? Within us. And that's the presence of the mighty Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, the personification of Jesus himself. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Father, we praise you today as we consider the deposit we have, what you've birthed in us, Lord, the desires of our heart that are God-given, that come from heaven, from the mind of will of our Savior. Father, we pray today that your spirit would sift out everything else would show us what's not of you and what is. We thank you today for all that you've blessed us with. For what you've brought us from. All that we've enjoyed up to this day that's been of you. How we thank you, Father. Thank you for delivering us, saving our lives, providing for us. For making dreams come true. For giving us the desires of our heart. And even the very desire I have is from you. You've been faithful. You've been kind. You've been good, Lord. And we bless you and give you thanks. We rejoice in what has taken place in our lives. And we thank you today. You have led us this far by your grace. And you are leading us to Zion. And we trust you with the future. We trust you with our lives. Because you are faithful, Lord. You are faithful. Thank you so much. There are dreams that have yet to come to pass. And for these, Lord, we're willing to wait. We're willing to work. We're willing to see them fulfilled through someone else. But most of all, Father, we want your will to be done. And your purpose is accomplished in our lives. And that, Lord, is something we can count on. We bless you today. Birth dreams in us, Father, that are beyond us. Great dreams that can only be accomplished to the spirit of Jesus Christ. So we yield to your spirit, Lord, today. And we thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.